0: Alright, I will say good morning, good morning. Incredible death ahead of us today. You begin by thanking all of our sponsors to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Teves, The Yom memory of Mr. Milton Martyr, Mordechai Devman Fala, Colin's Kron Livroch, to thank Shirley Elbaum and family for dedicating the Sherman Russell's this month permission of the yard site of Jerry Elbaum, Yaakov Koppel. Ben Ravraham Menachem, to thank our week of learning sponsors Paul and Kathy Pollock in creation of the art site of Paul's sister Leah Bas Shmuel, and Paul and Kathy Pollack, in the chesuv Ravushleima for Rav David Hakoin Ben Leah, who will be undergoing open heart surgery this week. We thank our spon- our week of learning sponsors Sayid and Sima Hakin Leilu and Nishmas Sima's mother Miriam Bas Elazar and Sima's father Yecheskel Ben Aga Sela. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah, and the families in Nechama, and those who require a four, should have one together, with Cholei Yisrael. Amen. I have to start. Amen. Thank you. My muscle memory is, uh, is, is off. Thank you. All right, you. Are I have Ranzoom all right? right? Excellent. Good, perfect. All right. We'll say good morning. Let us begin. So first, all, I want to thank Rabbi Richter for giving shir over the last two days while I was out. Thank you so much. Rebose, okay. So let's uh, let's begin. A lot a lot to do today. We'll uh, Good. Rebose, we are starting on today's tap is Ayin Gimel seventy three, and we are starting three lines down from the top. Ayin Gimel Ahmed Aleph. Some really great cases. say, what is the halacha? What is the halacha ultimately? Again, of a chirish? is a chirish able to go ahead and annul the vows of his wife? Now, say. If you take a quick look, if you take a quick look at the Ran, so the Ran says over here. The Ran says over here. Um, it's in the intermediate wide lines, about one, two, three, four lines in. So both say. So the first thing the Ran says is, what type of chirish are we talking about over here? So here's what's interesting. In general, when we find Khirish in Gimara, what does Khirish mean? Deaf mute. Deaf mute. So I said obviously can't be what the Gemara is referring to over here, because a deaf mute lacks Das. So without Das, obviously you can't annul any Nidarm. Therefore the Ran says the Khirish we're dealing with over here is Khirish and the Vinos This is a Khirish who is able to hear, but also sorry, able to speak but unable to hear. So the shaila is, and I remember, speech in and of itself is the greatest expression of das. And a person is able to dialogue, that indicates that they that, that they have mental capacity. So we ha- so therefore a husband has mental capacity. What's the problem? Well, we have a technical issue. He's unable to hear his wife's nidarim. So now what's the shaila? So again, back to the Gimara. Maushi Yafer the Ishto. So does a Khirish have the ability to annul his wife's spouse? So let's analyze this. So we we'll say, now remember, if we go back to the previous sugya, if we go back to the previous sugya, so what's the, remember, the Gemara asked the Shiloh, does the ability, does the husband have the ability to go ahead and annul his wife's vows without hearing them? And I we'll say, so the truth is, let me just tell you the halacha from that sugya before we go weiter. So the, the Rambam in Hilchos Nedarim. Yud Aleph, Halocha Chaf Aleph. Perak Avalochala. Aleph. I just want to tell you like it's incredible to think about the days the days that, that we that we live in. A, a while ago, Mayshi introduced me to the Safaria app, right? So I will say, so I was I, I wasn't I was I was out of town last day, so I was preparing the death somewhere else. And obviously I didn't have Safarim with me. So I was say, it's absolutely incredible. Just just to show like the days that we live in. So I wanted to look up the Rambam, So I pulled up Safaria. Pull up Safarya, huh? you yeah, have it there. But but it gets better. It gets better. So I, I took a screenshot of Safarya, huh? which uh, which my 12-year-old told me how to do. Like, so I, so I, took a, I took a screenshot. I took a screenshot, right? I sent it, I sent it to my assistant in the office, and she printed it for me. So I come back. So I come back this morning, it's an incredible thing. I have all of my Rambams, all my Rambams printed out to me, right from all of my screen. I'm gonna say it's an incredible, incredible thing, but you know it's an awesome mechayiv because you know it's gonna happen. After 120, we're gonna come up to Shemaim, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is gonna say, "No, why? Why didn't you become an outstanding Tam t'chachem? And I'm gonna say, "What do you mean? I had a job. I had a job. What do you mean? I'm, I'm, I'm a guy. I was standing Tam t'chachem. I learned. I did." Hashemar is gonna say, one second, You lived in a time where you had all of these tools for learning." Anything and everything you want is literally, again, at your fingertips. Anything and everything you want is right there. So we sometimes look at these tools for learning as like a convenience, which it is, but it's more than just a convenience. It's a mechaif. It obligates us to really up our game, and it obligates us to really push ourselves to take on more and to learn more, because we're living in a time where literally it's just so easy. Any event. So the Rambam writes, and mm-hmm. Listen to this. So Rosa, this is actually the conclusion of the previous sugya. So, we'll so the Rambam paskins that a husband and husband has the ability to go ahead and annul his wife's vows, even if he did not hear them. Now remember, this is talking about a very specific case of during Erosin. During Erosin, a husband wants to annul all of his wife's vows that she took between Erosin and his. In other words, when they get married, he doesn't want her coming into marriage with any vows on her. So he can go ahead and annul any of her nadarim that she took during the period of Erosin, even if he did not hear them, so we'll say. So that's halacha number one. Now again, so that is the gemara because gemara is going really operating on this uh, based on this assumption. A husband has the ability to annul his wife's vows during irusin, even if he did not hear them. So back to the gemara. So here we go. So So imtim. So we'll say like we said before, a husband has the ability to annul his wife's vows during irusin, even if he did not hear them. We'll said, but why is that? Mishum says, but that's because, that's because he's able to hear them. In other words, Gimara, just the Gemara is suggesting, maybe the reason a husband has the ability to annul his wife's vows, even if he didn't hear them, was why? Because he has the ability to hear them. He has the ability to hear them. So the Gemara says, so says, what does that mean he has the ability to them? Listen to this. Haynud Rabi Zera, Dam so I will say, this is actually a fascinating halakha. Because what does Rebbe say? Anything that can be mixed, so mixing is not say, What is this referring to? It's referring to a karb mincha. So Remember again, a karb mincha is fine flour together with oil. You put that all in a big bowl. So the will say, so the, the halakha normally is that the karb mincha itself has to be mixed. Now... After you mix it, a mincha is prepared in different ways. But the says like this: Is mixing ma'akev? Let's say you have a carbon mincha; you didn't mix it up. Is that ma'akev? Does that somehow is that a crucial part in the kashrus of the carbon? So the mark gives a very interesting cloud. Bizera says, anything that can be mixed, mixing is not ma'akev. But if something cannot be mixed, then mixing is ma'akev. Never say. What does it mean, can be mixed, can be mixed? You to understand it something like this. I will say, if you go ahead and you fill the mincha bowl to the point that it starts, so I will say, you ever, you ever try to mix something? If you fill the bowl too high, what happens when you mix it? Everything pours over the side. So if the mincha bowl is filled up too high, that if you were to mix it, ultimately again, it would pour over the side, then that mincha is invalid. That mincha is invalid, why? Because it's not mixable, it's not mixable. However, if the mincha is mixable, but you failed to mix it, Allah mincha is still going to be kasher. Shabbos say, this creates an interesting paradigm. What's the paradigm? The paradigm says like this, anything or any situation where a process can occur, even if it doesn't occur, the failure to perform the process does not undermine the effectiveness of the particular the process. Particular Thing. That's not good English. Right? In other words, let, me say, let me say it differently. Any situation where a process could occur, but the process did not occur, the process is still kasher. As long as the process could have technically occurred. But any situation where Halach l'mayse, the process could not have occurred, failure to perform the process, ultimately undermines its kasher. So again, Rabbi Zerui says that the paradigm of that is current mincha. Any mincha which is mixable, even if you don't mix it, the mincha is kasher. But if the mincha was not mixable, then a halof failure to mix it renders it invalid. That becomes a paradigm. So obviously you could apply that over here also. What do we say? See, we just said before that if the husband doesn't hear his wife's nadarim, he can still go ahead and annul them. Why? Why? Because he has the ability to hear them. So maybe as long as husband has the ability to hear the nadarim, ultimately, again, that is going to be enough. Even if he doesn't hear it, it's still going to be, he doesn't, he still annulled it. But if he can't hear it, i.e. he's deaf, maybe Halal halamay, that undermines his ability to go and annul the nadarim. O so says, one possibility, one possibility. So remember, let's just keep, let's just keep the process of here. What's your question? What's your question? Can a cheresh husband, can a deaf husband, annul his wife's vows? So we'll say, so far again, so if we accept the premise that a husband has the ability to annul his wife's vows even if he doesn't hear them, maybe that's because the husband possesses the ability to hear them. And as long as you have the ability to hear, even if you don't hear, that's not going to undermine the process. However, a Heirish doesn't have the ability to hear and therefore his, fail, his inability to hear perhaps fundamentally undermines his ability to annul his wife's vows. oh Dilma, or I will say, perhaps the Pasuket, And no, I will say, now remember again, the whole chab of hearing this, because the Pasik it says, itself says, B'shama isha. Her husband will hear, maybe that's just an expression. Maybe that's just an expression. And again, it's not meant, it's not meant ultimately, again, to be specific. So, I will say, so what's the halacha? Rava, Tashma, Vishama Isha. Rava says, the Pasik says, Vishama Isha. What do we learn from there? Prat, Leishas, Kheresh, Shmamina. I will say that comes to ultimately, again, exclude the wife of a khirish, and indeed learn from here that halacha, Lama Isa, doesn't have the ability to annul his wife's vows. So, I will say, so again, this is, this, this is the halacha, the Rambam and days, the Rambam and days. Halokha Yud Gimel. Halokha Yud Gimel says as follows. So we'll say Beis, Halokha Yud Gimel. Here we go. The Gimara says, um, one second. Yeah, here it is. Ha'av ha'abal, she'ein shomen, ein meferi. So we'll listen to this? A father or a husband who do not go ahead, who cannot hear, don't have the ability to annul the vow. So we'll say, so, so now listen to this. Afa Shabbat mefren adan So we'll say, listen to the Raman here. The rabbi says, halachal maisa, if the father or the husband don't, she'in shome. Now, she'in shome means they're deaf. If they're deaf, they don't have the ability to annul the vow. So we'll say, so one second. Afa pi shabbat mefren adan But what do we just say? We just followed the previous halachal that what? That even if a husband doesn't hear the vows of his wife during irisin, he has the ability to annul them. So how do you reconcile those two halachos? Right, Ramam here just said, if the father or the husband don't have the ability to hear, they can't annul a vow. But yet, even though we said before that a husband can annul vows that he did not hear, how do you reconcile that? Very simple, haroi They will say that Ramam essentially accepts the halachic principle of Radizira, that as long as the husband has the ability to hear, in other words, we'll say, essentially what's happening over here is as follows. When the Torah says Vishama isha, Vishama isha, our husband hears, what is the Torah telling us? That in order for hataras nadarim or hafaras nadarim to occur, what has to, what has to happen? The husband has to have the ability to hear. That, 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 that is the gzeras hakasah. I will say that's the Pasak. Husband has to have the ability to hear. And if husband doesn't possess the ability to hear, then he does not have the ability to annul his wife's nadaram that's the halacha. Now said the said there's a follow-up halacha. What's the follow-up halacha? That during Irisin, a father, uh, sorry, a husband has the ability to say to his wife, any nidaram you took during Irisin, I am a nobleman. Even if he did not hear them. I, but he didn't hear them. So we the said, this is where we're getting to Rabbi Zeira. What does Rabbi Zera say? See, as long as he had the ability to hear, that counts as, or that counts it almost as if that what? That he heard it. Because ka roi bila in Bila Again, the paradigm from Ka'amincha, as long as you could be mixed, as long as you could be mixed, that Allah Ha'alama'isah's failure to mix does not negate the effectiveness of the Ka'amincha. So we'll say, so two important pieces of Allah Ha'alama'isah. So number one, a husband does have the ability to go ahead and annul his wife's vows during irisin, even if he did not hear them. Halacha number two, a husband must hear his wife's vows in order to annul them. I know it sounds a little contradictory, but you understand the reconciliation. And halacha number three, a khairish, therefore, a husband who is deaf, does not have the ability to go ahead and annul his wife's vows. Incredible. Ibailo. The boss say, I'm giving of 73A. We're now picking up two, four, six lines up from the bottom. Ibailo. Baal Maushiya for the What's an interesting case here? Does a husband have the ability to annul his two? He has two wives, right? Let's say again, Reuven is married to Rachel and Leah. Rachel and Lea both made vows. Could Reuven annul their vows simultaneously? <laughs> they both say, take a look at the run for just a moment. This is the run on the wide lines, two, four, six lines in. I <laughs> so we'll say they both made nedarim. They both made the nidarim I will say it's possible maybe they made the same measurement. or didn't make the same, it doesn't really matter. Right? They both they both they both made a nidarim at the same time. Does he have the ability, or even not at the same time? They both made a nidarim on the same day. Does he have the ability to go ahead and annul their nidarim simultaneously? Okay, so we we'll say let's analyze. So the Gemara says, Do we say ossa dafka or love dafka? So we'll say, the lushan the lush of the lushan of the pasik is he annuls the nether for her, osa, singular. So what's the shaila? Do we say that osa, singular, is specific? Namely, the Torah is telling us that a husband only has the ability to annul the neder for his wife one at a time? Or not? Or maybe you not know, just osa as an expression, or it's not, not, not dafka. it's not specific. And in Vietnam, your husband could go ahead and annul the nadharam of, of two wives at the same time. So let's analyze. I'm says, let's analyze. Let's analyze. So I'm we'll say, if you take, uh, first i I'll just take a quick look at the ran, right in the same place. It's uh, two, four, six, seven lines in the wide lines. That's the phrase of the Pasuk. On the day that her husband hears her, he'll restrain her. Huadin din ba'av, digabe avna miksevaza. If I just point out, I will say, by the way, that the same question by the father, sorry, by the husband, the same question by the father. Let's say a father has two daughters, right, and both daughters make nidarim. Does the father have the ability to annul the nidarim of his two daughters simultaneously? Okay, so we'll say, so what's the Shaila? Shaila pasuk. When it says dunya osa, he restrains her, he annuls her nedar, osa singular, is it meant singular dafka, only one annulment at a time? Or no, you could even do group annulments. So the Gemara says as follows. Let's analyze. i says, Tashma, in mashkin shtei sotos keachos, mipnei shaliba gas so says, interesting case. Saba so said, we know what's a sota. A sota ultimately is a woman who is suspected of adultery. And not just suspected, it's very important. Right? Ruven's married to Rachel. And Rachel is, Ruven perceives that Rachel is behaving inappropriately with another man. So we will call Shimon. So what happens? Ruben says to Rachel, "You are not allowed to be alone with Shimon." Okay. He gives her this warning in front of witnesses. She then violates the warning and is alone with Shimon for, for enough time. Could two months? We says for enough time for something illicit to have occurred. Now both say, "Do we know? that something occurred? Did something occur? We don't know, but there's certainly enough circumstantial evidence for us to be concerned." We will say that triggers the process of sota, by which she has to go up to the base of Remember again, they write the parasha of sota on a piece of parchment, the parchment dissolves in water. She drinks the water and it's that water that checks whether or not she has from committed adultery. So the Gemara says as follows. In m'rash k'nishayi Sotos kaachas. We will say, we do not go ahead. Let's say again, you have two women who show up for the sota process simultaneously. Two women, not, not, not co-wives, not co-wives. Just two, just two women, two independent women. They just both happen to show up to the base of the, the sota process simultaneously. The says we do not administer waters to them simultaneously. There's no, there's no group sota, no, no group sota waters, right? In other words, we only do them one at a time. We'll say, now, why is that? Very interesting. Shalibo Now, we'll say, what is that? We look at the Ran again. Mekmei is incredible. Shepamim Shechaverta so what are we concerned about? Imagine for a moment there are two women who show up, show up for, for the sota process. Woman A and Woman B. It's not right to use Rachel and Leah. right for so this. Right. So Woman A and Woman B they show up ultimately for the sota process. So Bo says, so what happens? A shows up, A shows up, and A did not do anything. A did not do anything. So she knows that she's tahora. So says, so remember again, if she's tahora, what is she willing to do? What is she willing to do? Drink, it. Drink the water. Because let's remember again, the Gemara HaMasek sota brings down, when you get to this soon, the Gver sota brings down that if a woman is not guilty of adultery, the waters actually act as an incredible source of bracha for her. So she's willing to drink. Now remember, I we'll say, part of the whole soTA process is, we try to convince the woman, admit your guilt. Admit your guilt. Don't go through this process. Don't have the name of Hashem erased in the, in the water. Right? If you're guilty, admit your guilt. So woman A, she's not guilty. And if she's not guilty, there's nothing to admit so she's, she stands her ground, and she's, what are we concerned about? The Ra'an says, on the other hand, So I'll say, now listen to this. So what's the concern? The concern is, A is innocent. B is guilty. B is going to be watching A, right? And A is going to say, I'm innocent. I'm, I'm good to go, right? Bring it on, right? Erase those waters, right? Set that parchment, right? I'm, I'm ready to drink it. So what's going to happen B is gonna be emboldened, right, to lie, because A is proclaiming her innocence. Meanwhile, it's in best interest of B not to drink those waters, because if she did commit adultery, those waters will kill her, right? So instead, so much better off for B just to admit her mistake. Again, there are precautions for that, but at least her life is spared. So because of that, we do not go ahead and administer waters to two women simultaneously out of concern that one will be innocent and the second one who is guilty will feel emboldened to proclaim her innocence even though she's not really innocent. Where perhaps if she's just doing it privately, one-on-one with the Kohen, maybe she'll feel a little bit more confident just to go ahead and admit her transgression. So, Rabbi says, No! That's not the reason. So, we'll say, No, because by sota what does it say? osa. They both say, what's osa? Osa means her. Her what? Her alone. Her alone. So they say, what, what does it mean, her alone? That Allah again, what it means is, we only do one sota at a time. It's a So we'll say, what do you see from here? That whenever you have the word osa, what does osa mean? Osa means one person at a time. One person at a time. So I let's plug this back to what we said. Remember, what was our Shaila? Our Shaila was, could a husband go ahead and annul Nidarim for two of his wives simultaneously? So I was it sounds like basically the is saying over here. There was should we be the answer to that. No, why not? Because our Sugya Ar Pasikos Vihina Osa. He restrains her, he annuls her, and Osa sounds like again, one at a time. So I was saying, Raman Paskin is over here. This is again, in Parak Yud I will say, here it is. The Gimara says as follows. The Gemara says, So how does we'll the Raman paskin? So we the Raman paskin is actually different than what it sounds like is the conclusion of the Gemara. we actually, already, the Ran already passes like that. the Ramah already passes like the, the Ran. Like Namely, a husband does have the ability to annul the Nidarim for two wives simultaneously. In other words, will say that we do not accept this Rasha of Osah, Osad does not mean specifically one at a time, but I love that we pass in that a husband does have the ability to annul Nidarim for two wives simultaneously. Beautiful. I will say, let's go back to Amad and Gimmo Abez Mishnah. Mishnah. Really interesting case. So I will say, this is a throwback to our Ksuvas days, which is always very, very exciting. So I we'll say, so now listen to this. A or, a Abogaris, who waited 12 months. Or in Ammona, 30 days. I will say, now let's analyze this for just a little bit, so just the context, the context. We we'll also remember again, this is actually the first mission of. is We also remember again, what's There was often up to a year in between Erisin and Misuin. During that year, during that year, what obligations does a husband have in support of his wife? Zero. Now, the halacha is, is, once that year elapses, once the year elapses, if the husband does not marry his wife, then it doesn't do nisu, then what? Right? Again, the support clause. The support obligation is triggered. Was, remember again, we had this again. But you remember this? We had nisu, nistap What happens if halacha I say they don't get married, but it's not his fault? It's because of her circumstances. Is the support obligation triggered? So that's what's happening over here. So, if you have a halacha, who waited 12 months. So there was, there was Aresin, and now 12 months have elapsed, and it's time to marry her. Or, or for that matter, again, a widow after 30 days. we'll say, again, we'll discuss in just a moment. So we'll say, okay, let me say this right now. So the idea is that normally, a girl gets 12 months to prepare for Nisuin from the time of Aresin. Why is that? Why is that? Because again, there's an assumption that there's time needed for her to get her accessories, to get her jewelry, to get to whatever she needs to get married. An amana is someone who is already married and therefore already had this, this stuff gathered. So because of that, she doesn't need a year. What does she need? She needs 30 years. Well, so we're gonna see a bulgaris also doesn't need a year. Right, Really, the year is really for, for a Nara for an hour. But okay, we'll explain in the moment. So in any event, a Bulgarist after 12 months, or, all right, an on after 30 days, so we'll say, so these women, these women, so if a man, Reuven did, Reuven did a resin with Rachel, right, now 12 months have elapsed. Or if Rachel's an Ammon, 30 days have elapsed. And we'll say, what happens after 12 months for, for a Bulgarist, after 30 days for an amona, what's triggered? Support clause. Right, support clause is the obligate. Rabbi Lezer, Omer, <laughs> Ho'el u'bay l'chaib m'zono se'a yofer. Shavaleza says, well, now that the husband is obligated to support her, he also has the power to revoke her in Fascinating, fascinating. In Rabbi Eliezer's model, if you have the supporter, you have the power of nedar revocation as well. The Bible says, take a look at the ran. Ran is the right-hand side, second line down from the top. Ho'el u'bay l'chaib m'zono se'a yofer. K'v'snan ha'parak af api dinosim l'b'sulu yubay z'chodesh. U'la'achem <laughs> ikan chayib m'zono se'a he gives man below say here's the Kiddush, Here's the chiddush. Remember again, we established before during Erosim, How do you revoke? How does the alusa have her nedarim revoke? Who could revoke her nedarim? Father. Father and husband. B'shut fos. And the verse chiddush yeah. is if a year goes by, even though still in Erosim, once the support clause is triggered. Husband has the power of revocation all by himself. Soul power of revocation. (laughs) (laughs) The the Chum say no. Chum disagree. They say no, not true. Not true. Husband only has full or sole power of revocation when? Ultimately, again, during Innisuin. So I will say it's really fascinating. So just tell me what's happening over here. (laughs) Rabbi Eliezer is saying that once the husband has the obligation of support. He also has, he gains the power of soul revocation. The Chum say natural. The power of soul revocation only comes when? Only comes when? During Nisuin. But any time before Nisuin, a husband does not have that koach. So I'm a rabbi, rabbi says, so says, so says let's analyze. I'm a rabbi, rabbi um, So um, this is very interesting. Rabbi, says, rabbi, rabbi Eliezer, sorry, and the Mishnah Rishonah, and the original iteration of this halacha say the same thing. I will say, take a look at the Ran for just a moment. Very exciting. The Ran is right across. You don't have to try to find it now. Right? Literally, just move your finger to the right hand column and it's right there. <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> that once the time to get married comes, i.e., after the year, and husband does not marry her, <speaking in Hebrew> the So we'll say, this is very interesting. Essentially what Rabbi Eleazar is saying is like this. Once the year goes by, once the year goes by, right? Right? He did a year, a year went by. He's not obligated to do Nesuit. If he doesn't do it, essentially, the woman becomes a Nesuit for certain things. In Rabbi Eliezer's model, what does she become an esuah for? Number one, number one, support. He's obligated to support her. Everybody agrees with that. Everybody's obligated to support her. Number two, how does she become an esuah? HaFaras Nedarim. He now has sole power to revoke her, to annul her Nedarim. Okay, so here we go. This so here is the original iteration of this halacham. This from the original the of this atzma. We give a basula 12 months. In order to get herself ready for her for her wedding, okay, he gives you beis chodesh once twelve months elapse. So he gives you beis chodesh. O'cheles mishalom, but ochelas petruma. say now what happens after twelve months? if twelve months elapse, and he does not marry. Them. Let's assume the reason why they're not getting married is on his side, right? Twelve months elapse, and he did not do nisuin. Then once talacha? She eats his food. I he supports her. I was saying there's a bigger kiddush. But if he's a Kohen, if he's a Kohen, ultimately, again, she goes ahead and eats Truma as well. And then I will say, we're going to see this in just a moment, but let's analyze this in just a moment. Why doesn't an Arusa eat Truma? And I will say, remember again, Mita aresa, Mita aresa, Mita aresa, what do you need in order to eat Truma? Right? What do you need to earn a Truma? Uh, I guess to be a Kohen. Or miknos kaspo, someone acquired by a Kohen. There I will say, based on that, an Arusa, should be able to eat truma, right? Because ultimately, again, he's given her keseth kiddushin. She's acquired, acquired through money. So ultimately, why does she not eat truma? I'll say two reasons. Remember, we learned this again, two reasons. Reason number one is ultimately, again, there's a concern that maybe he's gonna find some type of blemish that's going to trigger a mecha taus, avoiding of the whole relationship. And therefore, again, what's going to happen it's going to turn out retroactively that she, that she was not married to a coin and yet consuming truma. So in order to avoid that, what we essentially do is no truma until after Nisuin. Saintei says, what are we concerned about? That, remember, where is she living during eresin? Where is she living? Father's home. We're concerned that if we allow her to eat truma, she's going to take some truma that she's getting from her chasen and what? Bring it home to her family. Those are the two concerns. I just want to point, so this is interesting. So, and Arusa is permitted to eat truma. So now watch this. After, so therefore during Arusa, she can eat truma. After 12 months go by, if he does not do any suing with her, then he's obligated to support her and she can eat truma. Rabbi listen to this. If it's a yibum case, if it's a yibum case, that Halakha Lameisa, she cannot go ahead and eat truma even after 12 months, even after 12 months. And I will say, we're going to see, the reason for that is because, remember, Yibom, Yibom, it's not, she is not considered to be the Yebom's kinyan, right, she is considered to be the deceased brother's Kinyin. So because of that Yibom does not, or, or waiting for Yibom, even after a year, does not entitle to, to eat truma. we'll see it in just a moment. So let's listen to this. <laughs> they both say, if, let's say again, she was six months irisin, six months irisim in front of her husband, then the chassan died and ultimately again, she's, she's six months in front of the yavim. Even again, the majority of the year in front, or all of the year with her husband, chassayom echad, right? O kulam efneayavim chassayom echad, now again, the yavam piece is not really our focus over here. But what the yavam piece is here. Here's the halacha, right? The original iteration of the halacha. A man does everything with a woman. She has 12 months to prepare for the wedding. If after 12 months come and he does not do they will say, what happens? It triggers a support clause, right? And along with that support clause, interestingly enough, what else does a girl? What else does a woman get if her husband is if her is a kohen? Truma. Truma. And then the Gemara just goes into that saying, none of this applies to a Yavam. Right? With the Yavam, even after a year, let's say he didn't do Yibam for a year, she's a she's waiting for Yibam, there's no support clause, and ultimately, again, there's no Truma. Or at least there's no Truma. But we're going to leave aside the Yavam. I will say, that's the first iteration of the Halacha. I will say, a subsequent Bezen came along and said as follows. Ein at wow. So I will say, so the second version of this halacha, or the second basin, came along, in and stuff, I said, no. I will, we'll agree that the support clause is triggered up to a year. So after a year, we'll say they're not arguing on the core halacha, namely, that if a man does aresin, he has a year in which to do suin. and if after the year he doesn't do suin, that triggers the support clause. However, however, not truma. Truma is not to be consumed by a woman who marries a coin, until after she enters into the chop. And I will say now, why is that? Take a look at the first, the first Y line. Well, it's actually the last two intermediate lines. Based in Shum will say, first white line. Exactly what we said before, I will say. Because of the two concerns. So the second basin had two concerns. Number one, maybe Simphon. Simphom was saying he'll find a mum, right? It's only after they're married, they're going to be intimate together. Maybe he's going to find some type of mum that disqualifies and makes the whole thing a Mecca tos. That's concern number one. Concern number two is where she's going to take some of the Truma back to her family and give them Truma. Either way, Herbosa, the second basin said no Truma until after chuppah. No true until after Nisun. So I'll we'll say now. Watch this. Now, now, the idea over here is. Now I'll we'll say so. So remember. So So I'll we'll say so. What, what, what are we trying to figure out over here? This is the trying to say that Rabbi Eliezer himself fits in with the Mishnah Rishona, with the Mishnah Rishona. Right? Rabbi Eliezer said Since ultimately, again, after a year, a husband is Chayiv in Mizonos. Therefore, he also he also attains full or soul revocation abilities. So the Gemara says, the Gemara wants to suggest that the Mishnah the first Mishnah ultimately is in complete alignment with Rabbi Eliezer. I'm really a bye-bye. I said maybe not. So now remember, I want to point out over here. The Gemara wants to point this out as well, which is the the Gemara here makes no mention of. Hataras Nadarim or Hafaras Nadarim, right? In other words, that's not mentioned over here. All the Mishnah Rishonah, or the Mishnah Shnei are talking about is what support, support. And the Mishnah Rishona, Mishnah Shnei are arguing. The Mishnah Rishona, after a year, she gets support and she can eat truma. Second version of the second basin says she can't eat truma. Sabai so says Sabai so says one second. There's no mentioning of Nadarim. So Dilma, of Dilma, Logi, Ad Kanlo Kashma Inan Mishnah Rishonah, El Lamecha B'Truma Dirabanan. So, I will say ultimately again, all the Mishnah Rishonah's language will say is for what? Truma consumption. Now, remember, in the, in the first Mishnah, I will say the idea that after a year we allow an Arusa to eat Truma. I will say, let's be honest, is that a very big deal that after a year we allow her to eat Truma? Is that a big deal? No, why not? Because, we'll say, as we said before, Middal Raisa, she's allowed to eat Truma. It's only Midarabanon that she's not allowed to eat Truma. So essentially, what do we do after a year? What do we do after a year? Okay, if the husband hasn't married her, after, you know what we do, we lift the Dera'vanon, and we allow our it. to It's not such a big deal. And we'll say, one second. But to give the husband soul revocation power, still during irisin, who says that the base didn't allow that? That's furthermore, the Gemara Tzavah Losham Rabbi Pinchas Mishmei Dera'va. So furthermore, I will say, one could also say, we only know the Salak Bar when it comes to Nadar. I will say, because what the Gemara just simply wants to suggest is that the Mishnah Rishonah and Rabbi don't necessarily align. Because all the Mishnah Shona is allowing is after a year, a woman is allowed to That's not such a big shkoyah, because Midar Aisah, she could have consumed truma anyway. So all we're allowing after a year is essentially we're lifting an esed Rabbanon. But that doesn't say anything about vesting the husband with sole revocatory power. Furthermore, 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 again, even Rabbi Eliezer in the Mishnah is only talking about Medarim. He says, after a year, husband gets, Aros gets sole revocatory power. In general, we could say that whenever a woman makes a Nedar, ultimately, again, she makes a nether with the das of her husband. Take a look at the rhyme for just a moment, Rebos. It's like smack in the middle of the widest lines. Rebos is very interesting. See, we thought the reason, and the Ran himself said this before, we thought the reason why, after a year, Rabbi Eliezer vests the husband with sole reverent power is because essentially after a year, she becomes a little bit like an Esuah. Maybe that's not it. Maybe the reason at the end of that, after a year, he has soul revocatory power is because a woman, when she makes a nether, understands that she wants her husband to consent to that nether, even if it's just during Eru's al das will say, because again, a nether b'pasha is going to impact her relationship. She makes a nether with the consent or understanding of her husband. That's why the says that after a year, husband is vested with soul revocatory power. However, Aval truma, I feel and Amila namila, achal. Maybe Rabbi Leizer would agree, would disagree with the Mishnah, Rishona, and would say that even after a year, even after a year, halacha l'maisa, she can't eat truma. So, Rabbi will say Rabbi, what the Gemara effectively does over here is that halacha l'maisa, halacha l'maisa, halacha l'maisa. There's not necessarily an alignment between the between the opinions between the Mishnah Rishon and So we'll say, here's what we have. Let's just go back for just a second. What we have, number one, is we passing like this, like, like the, like this Mishnah Rishon, Mishnah Shniyah, which is that halokha after a year, if husband does not marry the wife, that triggers the support clause. He's obligated to provide her with mazonos. What is she not allowed to have? Truma. There's no truma until she enters into the chuppah. Furthermore, again, I will say how do we him when it comes to when it comes to the What happens if after a year? He doesn't. He doesn't marry her. I will say the Rambam pasuk is like the Chachamim, namely, the only time husband has sole revocatory power is when after nisuin, and therefore, even after a year, even after a year, even though the support obligation has been triggered, husband is not vested with sole revocatory power ultimately at nisuin. I will say hey, yeah. All right, have a great day, everyone. A good and Shabbos. But we just said that he's not the to yeah, to get married mm-hmm. That's right. Right? it by